grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I am not a morning person, and it's becoming more and more obvious as this day progresses. <laughs> this is what I'm going to call the Murphy Show. Anything that had, could go wrong has gone wrong with this particular show. And started off at night, you know, I, I, I do show prep an hour before, and I don't know if it's my iPhone or StreamYard or what the hell was going on, but the old show was still there. This show wasn't there. And then when I finally got all that straightened out after I had to reboot my phone, then <clears throat> I couldn't get, like, like when I share it finally with Instagram and all the other places that I share the show with, I couldn't get it to do a select all. I had to manually move little knobs around down there, you know, you know, you know go to make a copy of something. You have those knobs, you know, that highlight the text. Had to move those manually around. But the trick was, if I did it in the wrong direction, then the text got covered up. <laughs> so I had to maneuver through that. Got through that, shot my intro, shot my TikTok intro, and then um, the mic fell. The extra mic I have that I use for phone calls fell. Literally had, literally had a mic drop. It's a sign. It's a sign how this thing is going to go today. So I shot that. I shot the TikTok intro. Then I came in and shot the intro for this show. As you know, the show is about channeling. And the intro I pulled to shoot before to, to show before the show started is the wrong intro. So it is a Murphy's Law kind of day. So we're going to dedicate this show to Murphy, whoever came up with the law, okay? Or how he decided to call it Murphy's Law. Um, I apologize. It's the wrong intro. <laughs> I can't do anything about it now. Once we're rolling, we're rolling. So we'll see how well the day finishes out. Okay. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host, I hope, for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. Not looking so hot right now, you know. Uh, based out of Sacramento, we are 45 strong. Uh, this is new too over here. We don't want that to fall on me. Yeah, this might fall on me. Uh, we are 45 strong up and down the state of California, which means we can help you no matter where you're at. However, okay, when people think of California, they tend to think of us as beaches. It's kind of like Hawaii, right? Beaches and surfing and all that. Thanks to the Beach Boys. And uh, we are like that, except bouncing around, too. That's uh, got to love this. Um, we are like that, except for the fact that uh, we also have a lot of farmland. We have a lot of hills. We have a lot of mountains. We have a lot of, of rural areas. We have deserts and high deserts and low deserts and all that. So it might take us a while to get to you, maybe one or two days. And in that case, we have mediums like Karen Clark, who's going to be on, who could call you and talk and do a remote read and talk to you about what may or may, may not be going on in your home or business. And in most cases, if, if there is something paranormal going on, they can calm it down for the two or three days it takes for us to get out there. But we, it doesn't take more than two or three days for us to get out there, but we will get out there. And also, I'm in touch with you by phone the whole time. So if you have problems you know, after, she call, after they call you or whatever, you can call me. And talk to you about it. We'll talk. Okay. So that's one of the things we offer. We also have branches in Washington, Oregon, and Hawaii, and Nevada. So we're all over the place. This team is all over the place. Of course, not California haunts in Nevada. It's Nevada haunts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, I want to welcome you all today. It's going to be an interesting show. We're going to be talking about channeling. If you're watching from Facebook and you like what you hear and see, and you haven't done so already, please feel free to to follow. And also, uh, Please leave us a thumbs up if you like what you see. You know, show us some love and comment. Comment on the show. Because what happens is when you do that is it puts us higher up in the FYP. And what the FYP is, it's, it's, it's the brains of Facebook. It's the brains of YouTube. It's the brains of TikTok. It's the brains of everybody. So it puts us up higher in the FYP. And that means that they will the, the, the master computer that runs Facebook will distribute us further out so more and more people can see us. Same thing for YouTube. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe if you like what you hear today and see today. Uh, you know, 
comment, give us thumbs up and all that stuff for the FYP. Today we're broadcasting from Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, I think that's it. And then we and then TikTok people hopefully are coming over here to watch the show. That's what I'm hoping. Okay, that being said, welcome, welcome, welcome. Again, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour, we hope. And uh, it's going to be a phone interview. Um, I see she's in the waiting room, but I, I think we got our wires crossed again. So she wanted to be on the phone. I said no because the mic dropped. I fixed it. It, it, it just... I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a big Addison after this or a cocktail. I'll tell you that after this because it's not so much the show but the start of the show today. Okay, that being said, uh, let's see if I can get Karen on the phone and we can get going on this thing. Karen Clark has been with this team for see this team has been around 18 years. I believe Karen Clark has been with this team for around 17 to 16 of those years as our and uh, her role with our as a lead field psychic with our team. For all those years, for a long time, and uh, um, age gets in the way, health gets in the way. I'm not saying we're all sick, but I mean, you know, you get older and things change. And she's been doing a lot of remote work for us uh, lately. And uh, last year, we finally got out and did some investigating. It was really fun. We hadn't done that in a while. So, uh, talking about channeling, Karen Clark is, is a channeler, and we've done a lot of investigate uh, quite a few i to say a lot but quite a few investigations over the years where we she has done chat readings via channeling during an investigation and i know you guys watch shows like ghost right ghost and Ruby goldberg doing that channeling you know what goes on with a psychic or a medium during channeling um karen uh well, we're going to talk about the steps we take dur- during the channeling that, that she does do to ensure that whatever she channels doesn't take over because it, it, there's a good chance that something can take over the psychic as well so you have to um be able to deal with that and so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about you know what karen feels when, when she's doing this if she feels different you know you can ask in the chat room if you want to ask those questions be free feel free to ask them but uh karen's the expert on this stuff well i'm not so <laughs> i just i just go with the flow of the leader right Okay. All right. Well, let me call Karen and see if she's going to do it here. We're going to do it on via her computer. I see her in the in the chat room, in the green room. Nothing surprises me today. So let me call. See what's going on. Hello. Let me get you in. Look. Yeah. Let me get you over there. Hang on. Give me a second. Can you hear me all right? Okay, you don't have to be. All right, let me see if you sound better on there. Hang on, okay? All right. Yeah, because an echo. Okay. Testing, one, two, three, testing. All right, how's that sound? Sounds pretty good to me. I think it does, huh? Yeah. Oh, we got this. Okay. At least something went right today. I I apologize because... Why am I sounding weird? can't hear myself. Oh, there we go. I apologize because I put the intro in. I I, I use multi-names for the intro. I... Because I, you know, I keep files all the time, so I ran the wrong intro for the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're funny. So it's from the last show we did. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing I can do about it. So yeah, we'll just let everybody know up front. Don't panic. It's from the last bloody show we did. <laughs> So, Karen, we're going to talk about channeling, and this is something that you've done during... Hi, Lorna, how's it going? I haven't seen you in a long time. Lorna Edwards is with us in the chat room. Hello, um, Lorna. Yeah, and I haven't seen you... You know, I, I, we, we haven't done this in a while, but I was. you're really good at it. And this is something you, you excel at. And, you know, people have a misnomer about channeling and what it is because, you know, they've seen things like ghosts. They've seen things like... Um, Tanzania and Poltergeist. What is it like to get in that channeling mode? You know, the, the, how, how do you psych yourself up to do that? 
first of all, what I've learned to do is call in my protectors, my guides. I call in the archangels. And I think it's important for anybody that does energy work to call in their guides and to ground themselves and to say a little prayer that you're doing this for the best outcomes with the best intent to help others. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a process getting prepared. And then other times, as you know, with intuitive people, it can hit you from left field, like a two by four, like you're, it just, it, it's like a knowing somebody explained it to me uh, in metaphysical terms as how do you differentiate something that's analytical versus uh, true intuition? Mm-hmm. And it's when your gut, it hits you in the gut and there you don't analyze it. I tend to analyze everything because I'm kind of scientifically minded. Mm-hmm. But it just hits you in the gut and you just know it to be true without overthinking it. So these are kind of the steps that I take um before i go into channeling into my intuitive state and then other times it just hits me like through dreams or through um like a meditation state Mm -hmm. to get you know answers Mm -hmm. Do you have to ground yourself you know, before doing that? Because, I mean, I, I, oh, I yeah. think it, there would be some grounding involved. Oh, absolutely. Um, what I do is I picture myself. Um, there's several different ways you can do it. But I, I have like a grounding cord. I just ground myself to earth. And then I open up my chakra. And I am, I always call in my spiritual protectors whether you call them uh, like guardian angels your spirit guides um god and i kind of hook myself up to that source and i it, it it has really helped me in my field of work being a nurse mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, like when patients run into um, problems, um, I will just intuitively, of course, you use your knowledge, mm-hmm. your scientific knowledge. But then at times, I also think that using, you just have a gut feeling that can help navigate towards doing the right action mm-hmm. and of course we do this to help other people as you know right right you know during the investigation i've seen you do this you know when you've done the circle you know and you know, we've done the challenge thing where you always like to have another investigator there to help you just in case is that, is that a precaution that, you know, maybe you get too deep and, and, or whatever whatever it is that you're channeling may get too deep in, in, into your body? Right. That can happen at times. Mm-hmm. And I think another important factor is knowing when to let go. Mm-hmm. I never let anything, I when I first started this, as you know, Charlotte, I was kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. I, let, I let things kind of take over mm-hmm. and I don't do that anymore. I'm in, I'm always in control now, or at least I, I don't let anything overtake me. And I always ask permission when I do a reading for somebody else, I always ask permission, or at least I usually ask try to remember to ask permission from the person the recipient that you're doing the reading for and for the spirits that you're calling in 
So it's kind of like a, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Question I have along that line is, have you ever been in a situation where something, uh, I mean, because obviously like even during a regular investigation, you're open to, you know, your readings and you're doing a read on the house or, or the room. Have you ever had a, an instance where someone has just like popped into you? Oh yeah. More in the beginning when I started. I mean, I've had this my whole life, mm-hmm. but it, 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 it hasn't been, it, it's only been like the last 20 years that I've initiated it and I honed in and tried to get more skillful at doing the challenge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to answer your question, yes, I have. And it's, I remember one time we were at the Sequoia Hotel. It was early, one of our earlier investigations. And there's an alleged ghost that comes down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember her name, but she comes down at stairs. And I remember the janitor working at night, closed all the doors. And one time he saw her come down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And somebody broke in the hotel late at night, and yet whoever broke in the hotel didn't sabotage him because he felt totally safe with this entity coming down the stairs to protect him. And I remember one time we were doing an investigation there, and I was channeling that woman Mm-hmm. That would come down the stairs. Yes. I remember that so well. And it got a little bit where she overtook me and I had to pop her out. Right. I was pretty new at doing this at that time. So it really, it shook me up. It scared me. I remember I that night. I remember I because. The vibrational like rush and a vibrational pull, pulling mm-hmm. when that happened. I remember that night, and I remember uh, you asked for help. I mean, you were, you, you know, you still had enough, there was still enough of you to where you looked up and went, hey, can somebody come grab my shoulders? <laughs> yeah. And we did, you know, but um, I've been with psychics, and I'm not going to, well, Sabrina, we'll talk about Sabrina for a second. And Sabrina used to scare me because she was open all the time, and I remember the first time I ever saw her at the Wilden Opera House, how unnerving it was because she would walk across, the, just be walking down the hall, or you up there on the mezzanine, and she would change personalities. I mean, just like that. And it took some getting used to, because I, I, that was the first time I ever really went on a real ghost investigation with, with, with a good team, with, you know, big team. And to see her do that was just crazy, you know? I'm, and that's one thing I can say, like you say, I've never seen you, except for that instance with, with, with Mrs. B at, at Sequoia, I've never seen you do that to where something just pops into you. You always you always prep yourself you know, before you do that. But with Sabrina, that was that, that's the way she operated. And it was funny because I know it happened at the Women Opera House. And then later on, when she was on our team, Moss Beach Distillery was another place. You know, she's walking across the, the thing and, and the, the floors of the, of the restaurant, and, and she starts going into different personalities. So if you weren't used to it, it was scary, you know. Oh yeah. The first thought I had at the Wilden Opera House was, "Oh my God, I'm here with Sybil," you know, because I'd never seen that before, or seen anybody do that before. But you don't, you know, you like now I'm used to it. If Sabrina was to do it now, it wouldn't bother me because I'm so used to it. But like with you, it was like a breath, breath of fresh air because I thought, "Oh God, here we go, Karen's going to be changing it left and right," you know, like a ping pong ball. But you, you, you would sit down and prepare yourself and take your deep breath, and so. Everybody knew that you were going to be doing this. Now, when now <laughs> yeah. when somebody is inside of you and you're doing that, now you know because everybody equates channeling with the movie Ghost. You know, Whoopi Goldberg with, with, with the one yeah. guy. You know, what does it feel like when when when, when there is an MD inside of you, like that? Well, I don't think it feels like anybody is inside of me. It feels like um, what I what happens for me. It, there's like a blank movie screen or a big canvas. Mm-hmm. And on the canvas, 
is an image. And mm -hmm. if I concentrate on who's coming in, it's like they become more focused or they become brighter and brighter energy mm -hmm. where I can actually see what their physical face looked like when they were living. And sometimes they come in as a, uh, a bright light, you mm -hmm. know, spirit form. And other times they, like I said, they take shape as a human being, what they look like when they were living on earth. Um, as, as you know, um, I love to study different ancient cultures mm -hmm. and I, I'll never forget, uh, a number of years ago, Michael and I went to the LACMA, the museum in Los Angeles, and mm -hmm. we went to go see the King Tut Museum and, uh, took a condom, uh, King Tut there there was a room where it just had him alone mm -hmm. and everybody walked into the other room and for a moment i was there alone with king tut cool. and my hair stood on end and i felt that vibrational pull back to that time period back to the egyptian time period when he lived when he was a boy and he died i've wondered about that you know i've seen touch treasure i've also been to the uh national history museum in san jose not the oh Catholic yeah history. the rosary yes and walking yes. around and rock and run there i've always wondered because i mean even i have you know i have abilities but they're not like your abilities they're nothing like what you have and i've always wondered what happens when when a medium goes into a place like that i mean uh, you, know, you have to be you know, careful you have to, but it was just one of those moments in my life I will never forget. And another uh, experience I had learning about a different culture is, um, remember when I gave the flu shots? Yes. I worked for a family that was from India and uh, a lovely family. And I remember... Um, I think they were Buddhist or Hindu. I can't remember, but I remember having some physical, some um, talks about their culture. And I think they were Buddhist and it was really interesting to learn and talk to some of the family members about how they, you know, their culture in India, how they pray to the gods and, and all that too. So it, it's it's fascinating. I've been really lucky being exposed to different cultures my whole life. You know, really. I think in, I think in what we do, that's important. I think we you know we have to do our research when we're out. If it, if it is a you know Indian family, you know we have to talk to them and see what what their religious beliefs are, so we don't over overstep either. I mean, they, they may believe in ghosts and and whatnot, but they also may right. be certain things that we can't do when we're out in the field you know, right. doing an investigation with these families. But I'm fascinated by you. It's just like, you know, hey, I can see you. I, I can see you with King Tut stuff. It's like Karen's own version of Night at the Museum, right? Yeah, right. Was like, that was, yeah, that was fascinating. Oh, and another time. <laughs> Remember the Titanic exhibit? Yes, yes. Well, I had to look to see if there were any Clarks on board. I didn't see any. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the Titanic when I touched the um, the boat that went down, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I could yeah. feel some of the passengers as well. And looking what at the paraphernalia, like the baby shoes and all that, I could feel some of the paraphernalia. What did that feel like? I mean, it had to be a really sad feeling. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Especially like with the third path the third uh passengers mm -hmm. you know the lower level passengers the that were like on the down. lower deck remember the movie right. yeah yeah that was really sad absolutely because i've never seen the titanic i've never seen that but i can just imagine because being even as sensitive as i am but that, but in that, that, in, in, 
all that sorrow those people felt oh yeah the, the, the terror yeah you know of all that i feel you know I, I and even I, sometimes i walk into like a store right i'll walk into a store um a store that i used to work at at sunrise mall and in the corner there's like a grab grab an, uh, a pole like a gravity pole and in the back corner i felt there's an energy stuck back there and i asked one of the workers i said do you have any problems back here and she said oh yeah people claim that they feel like wind around their their hair and so what's really interesting too is when i lived i grew up in san jose and there was a Toys R Us store there. Remember Sylvia Brown? Yes, absolutely. I was—I never got to see her, but I was lucky, and I've seen her in conferences. But I remember there was a report at the Toys R Us store in San Jose where there was a ghost in the back. And I think Sylvia Brown picked up that it was like, um, a, a farmer who uh-huh. was chopping up wood or something, and he went crazy. Uh-huh. And the toys would move around. It's quite fascinating. I've never been in that Toys R Us, but I did have that experience at the at one of the the mall, um, retail shopping stores in at Sunrise Mall. Fascinating. Now, do you find, I mean, when you go out in public, because you do do this type of work, you know, as, as far as the channeling part goes, I mean, obviously, you know, you're, with your abilities, and now, like, like the restaurant we went to, the, what, two weeks ago when I saw that guy peering in through the window. Oh, yeah, right. Which got confirmed by Ann Bender, which was really sweet. <laughs> it was nice to know. <laughs> but, I mean, that's one of the first times where I've been out in a public place and I have seen something, you know, like that. I've never I've never seen anything like that on, on, on a public location. But for you, being a channeler like you are, you really have to be on your guard when you go to a mall because, I mean, you would think that there would be, I'm not going to say desperate ghosts or, or desperate you know, people that, that are stuck in that limbo that want to jump into you to get their story told. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that happens. Everybody has the ability to hone in on their intuition. It's mm-hmm. a matter of if, if you build on it or not or you work on fine tuning it. And when a person does that, they can get more in touch with their Uh inner intuition. And like I said earlier, I think when you go into energy work this heavy, it is very important that you protect yourself before Uh you do anything. However that is, it doesn't matter as long as it works for you. Right. The person doing it. Right. Right. So how did you, I mean, like, like you say, you, at first you were really wild. You were, it was, Karen was scary, guys. Karen was scary out in the field. And I remember uh, back in the day when I met Karen, we were filming with the other team. So I was running around in the dark with a uh, video camera that I could see everything. It was pitch black in the rooms. You'd be walking near Karen, and Karen would get really excited, and she'd go, "Oh my God, did you see that?" And so you'd be jumping <laughs> yeah. like a foot. I mean, it was insane. And, <laughs> <laughs> and when I brought her on my team, I knew I was going to be dealing with that. But I, you know, I let you just do your own thing, and and, and you, you were able to train yourself, you know, to to take these things calmly. I mean, we all start like that. I mean, when you're a psychic and you start doing work like that. That's how it is at first, because you start seeing things that you never saw before. And it's scary sometimes. It is. It can be scary. As, as you know, our famous story when we walked through Woodland Opera House in the dead of summer, no pun intended, dead. And there's absolutely no breeze. It was just one of those hot, dormant yes. nights. And the door, we were in the kind of like the basement part where they they do the dress rehearsals right and the door slammed yeah 
Yeah. And we saw mannequins moving. Oh, oh that Sacramento Theater Company, yeah. That oh, was okay, it was Sacramento yeah. Theater Company. I'm sorry. That's also where the uh, ghost came walking in to see what we were doing. Yes, yes. You and I were down at, I, I would say, the east side of the building, you know, the east side of the room. Uh huh. And I had moved from the back part because I had heard the footsteps coming towards me. And the guy had like the keys, like a super. And every time the, the, who, of this man or woman or whatever it was would step down, you could hear the keys jingle. Oh, yeah. And I remember looking at you and I thought, I'm not standing here. I don't know what the hell this thing is. I still knew at it, right? At that point. So I went and stood by you. And then Janelle Cardoso was standing where I was standing. So I was watching her expression. <laughs> yeah, I remember she heard, and I remember watching her turn to the turn her head to the left, and then she looked back over at me, and she turned her head to the left because she heard him, whoever this was coming towards you too. That place was wild. I mean, that, oh, that place my was goodness, something. Yes. Now, just recently, you and I went to the Woodland Opera House to do some re, you know, to, to do some like B-roll shots for a short video we have coming out about the place. And even that day, and there was a play going on at the time, and you and I got to go upstairs. They, 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 they let us walk around and stuff. You you were channeling into um, Madame Machesca and everything. Oh, yeah. While you were there. Yeah. That place is really active, too. You know, yes. a lot of theater companies are. So many theater companies have a history of being active. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They just like the stage, I think. Especially after performance. Like, it's really active. Now, you know, I always thought that somebody that can channel, because not everybody can channel. No, and, or, you know, and not everybody likes to channel because they don't like that, invade, you know, to be have their space invaded like that. That's why this thing is called the art of channeling, because I think, I think people that channel, it's a fine art for you guys to do that. Because, I mean, it saps your energy. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, how tired are you after, let's say, like, like we did the Sequoia thing where, where you were technically mrs b for like for like 30 minutes how does it feel afterwards are you exhausted or or what's going on there yeah you know sometimes it can be a rush when you go you're it it, it it's a rush of adrenaline i mm-hmm. mean it can be it can be uplifting too it, especially when you help other people get to answers that they might be searching for or you help them through a healing process but how does it feel? It feels, um, I would say, it just, it depends on who you're channeling as well. Mm-hmm. If it's a cantankerous spirit, an agitated spirit, you got to be careful not to take on that energy. Mm-hmm. If it's a sad spirit, the same thing, you can feel sad. If it's a anxious spirit you could feel that anxiety so you kind of have to stay in a neutral position while you take on that source of energy while you're reading that energy makes sense makes a lot of sense you know another thought i had too is um when karen channels it's interesting to see because you can tell when she's channeling because her voice your voice will get lower it doesn't matter whether you're talking to a male or female, your voice always goes lower and you hunch over. Your shoulders get hunched. That's and interesting. Yeah, and I don't know why, but you're, you're one of the only, like, Sabrina doesn't do that. So I'm just wondering if it's something, I don't know, I'm not saying it's anything wrong. I'm just saying, this is what I've noticed watching you over the years is that your voice will get lower and, and, and your shoulders will hunch. When you, yeah, when see, that's talk. an observation I didn't even know. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's just something good at you. Yeah. And that's why when people walk by and go, what is she doing? I'll say, oh, she's channeling. You just tell. Your mannerisms change, essentially. Oh, definitely. You know? Do you think that, you know, does every does, does every medium have the ability to do that? Or do you think it's it's just certain mediums that, that, that can do that and control it? Um, really good question. Can you rephrase that? Okay. Do you think that, like, like I call it the art of channeling, 
So do you think uh, like 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 every medium has different talents of stuff they can do? You know, you get really talented people that, that can do everything. You get people that, that can only do like certain things like me. I hear them in my head. I don't necessarily see them. Once in a while, I'll see them like when we went to dinner. But um, I don't do that. And for you, it seems like you, you know, you, you can do both, you know, pretty much both. You, you hear and see and you channel. So do you think that channeling is, is something that mediums have to learn or something that, you know, some some mediums do naturally or how's that work? Do you think? I think it depends on a lot of different situations, variables. It depends on your health status, mm -hmm. how you're feeling, um, your relationship with the person you're channeling with, where you're at in your life at that time. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it's putting yourself, it's like you have to take yourself out of the picture in a way and get into a sense of your own spirituality where your analytical mind isn't taking over. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Because a lot of times when I do channeling work or I have in the past, I don't remember what I said. Right. And, and they'll say, Karen, you said A, B, and C, and D. And I don't remember saying that. Uh -huh. And that's when you get more into a really deep, state of consciousness uh -huh. Uh -huh. i don't know if that answers your question or not but no i just find this i find this really interesting because it's something that i wouldn't want to do okay let me put it that way it's something i you know i've, I've had you know I've, I've had ghosts go through me hey mary i had the, the, the little girl that's supposed to be drowned, drowned in the pool ran through me oh. okay oh and you mean on uh, the queen mary yeah, yeah, I've had her run through me, turn green because of her. But that's before I was a ghost hunter, too. But, I mean, I've had instances where I've been at, at posts, and I've had them go through me. But I've never done any kind of channeling or anything, because I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I, you know, my particular taste, if I would like to do that. So that's why, you know, I, I admire people that are able to do that and come out of it like you do. Oh, you're good, Charlotte. You definitely have abilities. I just haven't used them all to the, to, to the fullest, as they say, or tried to use them all. I'm I don't think I have either. I mean, when I was going through my illnesses, um, you know, I had to kind of protect myself and stay away from it for a while. But now that I'm getting healthier and stronger, I'm I'm tiptoeing back into it, but carefully. Right. Well, but the ability is always there. Like I've had it since I was a kid. Uh -huh. I think I get it from both my parents, particularly my mom's side. Uh -huh. My mom's very intuitive. But I think that it's something that just comes uh -huh. with time. Well, I want to add to this too. Karen's mom is going to be a guest on the show. She's I hope excellent. so. She's got excellent abilities. And my mother, I remember my mother, um, when my mother was a senior citizen, she would see family members. And that's, a, you know, it's a normal thing as they get, I don't want to say it that way, you know what I mean? As they get older, they'll start seeing family members and stuff. So I'd be curious to see what your mother is seeing now, you know, at the, she's, she's, she's 86, right? Yes. Yeah. She just had, and she's reading these books about transitioning into the next life. Okay. Really interesting. She's into like life after death. Mm -hmm. What happens? My mom's very metaphysical. So it'd be uh, interesting to talk with her because I know I experienced it with both my mom and dad, you know, in, in you know, two, three years before the end and stuff. And at that point, he, he was seeing stuff in here. Absolutely. You know, and um, it's just something to be afraid of. It just happens. Lorna, I want to add a quick to Lorna. We uh, investigated Lorna's house a few years ago. <laughs> and um, we, I, was, I think we, I was able to get the ghost that, that, that was bothering them 
outside her house. But the funny thing was, Morgan, are you still there? But the funny thing was, is Nora came out to report that while she was sleeping or trying to sleep, they were trying to peer at her through the window. So, so they were jumping up because she had high windows. And they were oh, jumping yeah? up to peer at her through the window. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Laura had an interesting house. That's all I can say. Um, <laughs> I miss you, Laura. Laura is also a very gifted medium. She's very gifted. And she's doing she a few investigations with us. <laughs> Yay! We but, gotta get uh, back out. Yeah, we're we're gonna start getting back out in the field, and I got I got one of them lining up right now. Get us all started. We're gonna be doing some commercial ones, like at Murphy's Hotel and different places like that. You know, to get back in the flow of things. We kind of took a COVID break, so we're gonna be getting back out. Karen's gonna be getting back out. Um, let me ask you this: when when you can, is, has there ever been a particular? Uh, ghost or spirit that you have channeled or or met at one of the investigations that you really liked oh yes charlie in the ballroom at murphy's hotel okay tell us about it oh my goodness okay it was a bunch of us gals during an, an investigation the ballroom is upstairs and i'll preface that there were no i don't think there was any customers there it was just mm -hmm. empty. The owners let us have at it late at night. We went up there to do an EVP session. And um, that hotel is is old and it's got, you know, strong walls where you can't mm -hmm. really hear outside. And there wasn't a lot of commotion. There wasn't a there. I don't remember any cars going by. Mm -hmm. There was an ice machine in the kitchen. There were no men. And we did an EVP session and we got a male spirit that answered back on command yeah. when I was asking. And his name is Charlie. And the weird thing is his voice sounded a lot like Michael's voice. Oh, yeah. When I heard the EVP, it freaked me out. I thought it was, I thought something was wrong with, your, with Michael. Michael is her, 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 her husband i guess we can say husband for a long time companion 29 years yeah yeah so it's about husband at this point yeah i remember that i made you call because i thought something had happened to michael we played it back and i said i love you charlie and um he said i love you too and it was in michael's voice uh-huh yeah. And then I called Michael, and he was rather annoyed because I woke him up. <laughs> he said, what's wrong? I said, I just heard you on an EVP. He said, I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. <laughs> now, you did some research, a little bit of research into channeling you know, for, for this show. Let's talk about some of that. What, what were you able to find about it? I found that... Um, more women are usually um, prone to be channelers and have better intuition than men. And I'm not saying that men don't, but women, you know, um, we're the ones that bear children and we're the ones that have to be in touch with if our children are okay or not. So I think there's that women's intuition, uh -huh. even though I can never have children, I think it's innate in all women that women, you know, we are the ones that have the kids and throughout civilization, we're the ones that have to, know if our kids were okay like my mom uh -huh. growing up we couldn't get away with much because mom always knew where what's going on at all times right and we couldn't get anything past her she instinctively always knew what we were up to that's spooky oh yeah and and usually i i I was a pretty good kid. I'm not saying I was perfect, but I was a pretty darn good kid. 
-hmm. But mom always instinctively knew what was going on. Couldn't hide anything from her. Well, now we know why. It's very psychic. See that? Yeah. That's answer now. <laughs> you know, sometimes, even after doing this for as long as I have, when I come in contact, when I meet a new psychic or, you know, maybe we're at pizza or something, and, oh, yeah, I'm sensitive, you know, this kind of thing, I still feel self-conscious about being around them because I always think they're, they're, they're boring holes into, into my psyche <laughs> to get to know me. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's, it's and to this day, 18 years later, I still feel like it because sometimes I get uncomfortable. Oh, Not all of them. Because, you know, there, there, there's like a current of, of things with the psychic community and in that in, invasive psychics are kind of thrown to the wayside, you know, because the whole idea behind it is that you ask permission to literally get in, into somebody's psyche. It's not fair to just jump, to just get into somebody's psyche and try and read them. Oh, right. I always ask permission. I ask permission from the person I'm reading for, mm -hmm. and I ask permission with the spirit form, the spirit kind that I'm reading about or trying to pick up or whoever may come in. And then you mm -hmm. have to set your boundaries again. I'm reiterating. You mm -hmm. set your boundaries that nobody takes over you nobody right. takes over your psyche nobody takes over and these are really good principles to live just on a day-to-day -day basis anyways uh -huh. you know is to, to keep your awareness up but you don't want you don't want to be a doormat either right right it's it's a little bit of give and take now, as a channeler, do you find, um, and I know like, you know, uh, Anne and, and Sabrina have told me this, you know, when you go into a really big building that has a lot of ghosts, you know, you, you end up picking and choosing or they choose you, whoever's strongest to come up. Do you find that, um, where was I going with this? See? Uh, do you find that uh, they're eager to, to jump into your body or, or into your psyche to, uh, have you channel them or, or sometimes you have to like ask them for permission as well? I have to ask permission and not so much anymore in the beginning. Yes. But now I ask permission, always ask permission and always ground myself and protect myself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and go through that whole algorithm. Mm -hmm. Another question I have for you trust. too. Yeah. Another question I have for you too is that, um, you know, Nancy says this, almost everybody I talk to says this, that when people die, they return, they retain their personality. So if the guy was an a-hole in life, he's going to be an a-hole. Maybe he hasn't crossed over or whatever, but he's going to be an a-hole. So how are you able to, like, like when you go to channel and let's say you, you, you come in contact with somebody that's an a-hole or something, how do you get rid of them right away? That's really important to know. And I totally believe what Nancy's saying, 100%. Because a lot of times, I think it's it's a hypothesis, hypotheses, that when a person dies and passes, that their personality goes with them. And we have lessons that we have to learn on Earth, and the lessons that we don't have on, that we don't learn on Earth, follow us to our next lifetime. Now there's um, different theories on that, but a lot of times they say you go through a, an incubation incubation period after you die, you mm -hmm. have life review, and you go into a different realm. And I do believe that people have life after life. Okay. Especially okay. when they are regressed and they can recall a past life sure and i do believe that we all pick our our parents and what what for the lessons that we need to go through but isn't that a thing though with coming back you know from a past life that we always end up with the same group of people that we started with way back when it's just they're in different positions i i so agree with that 
Like my girlfriend BJ and I, we swear we were pirates in a past life together. <laughs> and we do. We we said that from day one. I've known her for for 40 years. And we swear we were pirates together. That's cool. That I remember cool. when I was a, 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 like five or six years old, I was lying in bed. And you know when your children, children can retain their past memories of what their right. past lives were. I remember walking up to a beautiful golden palace. Now, I don't know what civilization it was, what country it was from, but it was a beautiful golden palace. That's all I remember. So maybe that's from a life, a past life I had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When did you realize that you had abilities? I think when I, well, I didn't realize I had abilities until I was really older. I remember having out-of-body experiences when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. See, I remember even as a little kid not knowing what it was. But I was always seeing dark shapes in my house. It was always shadow people, you know, growing up. Yeah, and your they, uncle Nick, he comes around a lot too. Oh. Yeah, he's, he's around quite a bit. He's, he's always he, he's a prankster. But yes, I remember, he is. I remember doing that. I remember my family going, "Well, because I always had imaginary friends for what it was worth." Mm -hmm. Most kids do, but and I didn't see any imaginary friend. I, I just knew they were, he was there, right? But I mean, they chalked it up to like a, a very uh, wild, wild. Um, what's the word for it? Imagination. For me, when in reality, you know, when I would go to bed at night, I, I would see dark shadow. Like this guy that we saw at the restaurant, he was a dark shadow peering at us through the window. That's how I see someone. Oh, you freaked out. I remember that. It just caught you by left field. Right. I just said, hey, did you see that? Remember when we sat down? You see that guy standing there? Yeah. Talking to everybody eating. And so when I was little, that's how they, they, came, they appeared to me was they were like dark shadows. And I would see, and I would see them in my bedroom. I would see them through the window, you know, peering at me at night, and all this other stuff. And I had a hard time. I, I slept with the light on for years. I still do. No, me too. At times, unless I have a migraine, then it has to be dark. Right. Charlotte, do you remember when we were at the graveyard and we were driving through the countryside, yeah. and we saw it? It was like as big as Bigfoot. It was like this gray mass uh -huh. that just shot right in front of the car. That was wild. And you, you were driving what, what, the van, I think, right in was, front of the van. Yeah, it was so dark that this, this person we saw, definitely a shadow person, it even blocked the headlights. The headlights did not go through it. And mm -hmm. what makes it even weirder was that it's one of these spots that, you know, along the country roads that the sides, you know, the, 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 the hills on the sides of the roads are almost straight up and down. So if it had been a real person, they would have had a hard time going uphill, you know, to, to get out oh, of the way. Oh, we, we saw it together. I, you gasped, and I'm like, did you see that? And you said, yeah. And we both saw it at the same time. I'll never forget even, that. We even got out of the car because there was no place for anybody to go. Yeah. At that point. You know, it was, it was weird. It's the first time I ever saw one walk in front of me. I've seen them from time. Like I said, I grew up seeing shadow people. When I did the Fallon Hotel in Columbia, there was a shadow man coming down the hallway that we actually saw. He, he actually stood there in front of 10 people mm -hmm. in the parlor that we could see him. So, yeah. So, it's interesting for that. Now, here, I'm going to ask you from your perspective with shadow people. What are shadow people, do you think? What, what, what do you think they are? Are they people that that just don't want to fully appear, you know, fully show themselves, or do they not remember what they it's look like? It's some kind of energy. It's some kind of energy that manifests. I think that it's some kind of energy form that is trying to manifest to let you know it's still there. Mm -hmm. Whether it's sense. somebody, it's an entity that has crossed over and come back has come back like for a visitation 
or if it's mm -hmm. somebody that hasn't totally crossed over yet, I don't know. But it's some kind of energy source that just manifests itself just to let the person know that they're there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you I get a healing you. on the intent. Right. You know, I was going to just say, you know, a lot of people say that they're the they're like the bearer of bad news, you know, that they're that they're evil and all this. But you know, the ones I've seen that I've come in contact with, they haven't come off, you know, to me as being um, scary or, or or being evil. Mm -hmm. So I think there are good. It's just like anything else. There's good shadow people. There's bad shadow people. Like the oh, guy yeah. at the restaurant. All he wanted to do was watch everybody eat. You know. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just, I just find what you do interesting in being able to channel because I know anytime that I've, I've invited anything in or I've taken what I call a psychic hit, it exhausts the living heck out of me. Oh, it so does. I, so I admire you for doing Oh, that. thank you. Any kind of energy work can be, it can be exhilarating and tiring at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's all, a lot of it has to do with how you deal with it you learn how to hone in on your skill you learn how to control it better i think when you're starting out a person starting out it is very scary it can be very scary but it can be exhilarating too absolutely now we talked about um mrs b obviously we talked about the lady at the murphy's hotel um, out of all the investigations that we've done together, and there, there have been a lot over, what, well, before that, almost 20 years, I which know. one do you think stands out the most to you? The lady at Murphy's, the owner, one of the caretakers, Agnes or Eleanor? Yeah. I can't remember. I got two names, Agnes and Eleanor. I know Nancy yeah. Mass picked up on her too. She's really strong. Really she strong. is. She's still there. In fact, when we went to Angel's Camp not too long ago, Kathy and I went into Murphy's Hotel and I took her upstairs. And I, I remember I was telling her all the stories about. And then we talked to the lady, the receptionist, or the lady that checks right. the hotel right. residence in. And that was really interesting. I don't think she likes, there's a bar down below. And I think she gets uh -huh. annoyed when it gets too loud at the bar. She has a very interesting personality. I remember when we had, you know, when, when we did the last conference there and, and she locked us out of room, room nine. We couldn't get in there. I asked her. She did. I remember open. that. We couldn't get in. She wouldn't let us yeah. in. Yeah. And even though Charlie resides in the ballroom, it's like, I think they're two separate dimensional energies that cross each other. I don't like a lot of times there could be certain spirits stuck in one place, right? whether it's a hotel or residential, uh, you know, any kind of building. A lot of times the energy the entities don't they could be aware of each other or they may not be aware of each other but they cross each other at certain times you know that makes sense because we, we've we've done that God, i can't remember the name it's too early for me i don't know that hotel in grass valley that we've done so many times and there's a, there's the two little you've gone there too They've got the two little children that run around, and then the mother is looking for them. So she, like, like you talk about being on different dimensions, maybe, maybe she died before they did, or vice versa. But they seem to be on two different planes because they, they, they because they never yes. intersect. Yes. Exactly. Oldbrook Hotel. Yeah, I knew I'd figure it out. Um, yeah, because I remember us talking with them, and they, they, they're looking for their mother. The mother's looking for them, but they, but they never seem to intersect. So that's where I came, you know, I thought about that theory that you're talking about that, you know, it depends, I think, maybe on, on when the person dies, that sometimes they get stuck in that whatever, you know, dimension level they're in. 
Do you remember the two little kids that we yes. picked up on that were playing down the hallway yes. and one had a ball and they were running up and down the hallway and we picked them up and when we did a a, a channeling session I think we were using of course we were doing EVPs we were using our dowsing rods mm -hmm. and flashlights and the flashlights would go on and off right on cue when we asked the little kids questions yeah that was yeah. awesome and when the dowsing rods across the, the flashlights would go off so we had cross verification and then what was cool is that we didn't pick them up per se talking to us via EVP but when we first went in, these recorders running all the time. So I set the recorders down, put some candy on the floor. And as Karen came in to get ready, we were just kind of having a quick, what are we going to do session? And you could hear them running in and giggling. Oh, yeah. Recorder. Yeah. That was yeah. chilling. <laughs> yeah. I remember that one. You know, so anyway, I just wanted to talk about channeling because like, like I said, you know, people see this on TV, whether it's whoopie, whether it's Ghost or uh, other shows, Poltergeist, or even the others, because there was a channeler there as well. Um, but you, you've really enlightened us on what it's like to be a channeler, because it's, it's not, not, not every uh, psychic can do that. It's an art. And it is. I think it's, it's a combination art. of an art and science uh -huh. and spirituality and practicing. Yes. And intent. Right. What your intent is. How you do it. Right. Absolutely. All right, gang. That is it for today. I, we, I will be back at 6.30 p.m. Pacific tomorrow with Nicole Sebast Dr. Nicole Sebastian. And this is going to be an interesting show because what we're going to be talking about is dreams and spirituality. I can't even talk right. Spirit. Anyway, dreams and spirituality and how you can utilize information in your dreams to look at your future in your daily life oh that should be fascinating so that's going to be tomorrow 6 30 p.m pacific back here you know california haunts radio so that's our show tomorrow wanted you know um we had a guest cancel on us yesterday and that was okay and karen you know quite kindly said she'd come on today so thank you so much for coming on last minute karen, my pleasure this is killing us because Karen is a night owl like me. Okay. I, I work <laughs> after I do the shows at night, like I said the other night when I had my solo show, I am up watching, you know, listening to other shows, finding guests and doing TikToks and, and, and whatever else I do. And so I usually don't get to bed till maybe if I'm lucky, three or four a.m., maybe five a.m. Karen's a night owl too, so she's up. So you can imagine I'm I'm, I'm going on two hours sleep right now. <laughs> and uh, Karen's going on like like limited sleep as well. So Thank you. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, my pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Um, so what I didn't add was you can find California Haunts all over the web. You can find us at Facebook You can find under California Haunts, California Haunts Radio. You can find us at Twitter under California Haunts. You can find us at um, Twitch under Cal Haunts. And we are over at TikTok under California Haunts. Karen and I have a show we're putting together. We, we did a test run a couple weeks ago on it. We're just about ready to go on the air. I've discovered AMP, so we may be doing some stuff over at AMP as well. But once Karen and I uh, schedule the show, and it's coming up quick here because I had you gave me an idea today for, for the show, so I think I think we're going to go through with that idea. And uh, once once we start doing that, we're going to start doing a show regularly, maybe once a week with Karen over on YouTube and maybe over on AMP as well. So just be on the lookout for that. You know, we've been building up to this for almost a year, Karen and I, and we're finally at the point where we're ready to go. With this stuff so be ready be on the lookout for karen in my show when i make the final announcement for it but thank you everybody for coming today and i know uh some of you will be watching this in the evening because you know you're not day people <laughs> you know you're not my usual crowd but everything worked out in the show i mean this is one of those deals where like i said wrong, wrong intro right show so it's just forever going to have the wrong intro on there unfortunately but you know it is what it is so Hopefully everybody has a great rest of the day and uh, thank you all for coming. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. Uh, we're just uh, equal opportunity here. Plus we're just trying to get the word out of our, uh, our little show 
and I really appreciate each and every one of you that watches. I really do appreciate it. All right, with that being said, Karen, I will talk to you later. Go get some sleep or do what you got to do today, and we'll talk this evening about stuff. And uh, for the rest of you, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Let me do this here. I just booted Karen. See you guys tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific for uh, Nicole Sebastian. Have a great one, guys.